This is TechCrunch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. You're listening to The Daily Crunch. Today's story is brought to you by Deloitte, helping companies seize their moment. Deloitte's IPO execution services help companies prepare for their IPO. From planning through execution, Deloitte offers end-to-end support and a personalized approach. Deloitte.com slash US slash IPO dash COE. Huawei says two-thirds of 5G networks outside China now use its gear. By Rita Liao As 5G networks begin rolling out and commercializing around the world, telecom vendors are rushing to get a head start. Huawei equipment is now behind two-thirds of the commercially launched 5G networks outside China, said president of Huawei's carrier business group Ryan Ding on Tuesday at an industry conference. Huawei, the world's largest maker of telecoms gear, has nabbed 50 commercial 5G contracts outside its home base from countries including South Korea, Switzerland, the United Kingdom, Finland, and more. In all, the Shenzhen-based firm has shipped more than 150,000 base stations, according to Ding. It's worth noting that network carriers can work with more than one provider to deploy different parts of their 5G base stations. Huawei offers what it calls an end-to-end network solution, or a full system of hardware. But whether a carrier plans to buy from multiple suppliers is contingent on their needs and local regulations, a Huawei spokesperson told TechCrunch. In China, for instance, both Ericsson and Nokia have secured 5G contracts from state-run carrier China Mobile. Although Nokia's Chinese entity, a joint venture with Alcatel Lucent Shanghai Bell, is directly controlled by China's state-owned Asset Supervision and Administration Commission. Huawei's handsome number of deals came despite the U.S.'s ongoing effort to lobby its allies against using its equipment. In May, the Trump administration put Huawei on a trade blacklist over concerns around the firm's spying capabilities, a move that's effectively banned U.S. companies from doing business with the Shenzhen-based giant. Huawei's overall share in the U.S. telecoms market has so far been negligible, but many rural carriers have long depended on its high-performing, cost-saving hardware. That might soon end as the U.S. pressures small-town network operators to quit buying from Huawei, Reuters reported this week. To appease potential clients, Huawei has gone around the world offering no-backdoors packs to local governments of the U.K. and most recently India. Huawei is in a neck-and-neck fight with rivals Nokia and Ericsson. In early June, Nokia CEO Rajiv Suri said in an interview with Bloomberg that the firm had won two-thirds of the time in bidding contract against Ericsson and competed quite favorably with Huawei, in his words. Nokia at the time landed 42 5G contracts, while Huawei numbered 40 and Ericsson scored 19. Huawei's challenges go well beyond the realm of its carrier business. Its fast-growing smartphone unit is also getting heat as the U.S. ban threatens to cut it off from Alphabet, 
whose Android operating system is used in the Huawei phones as well as a range of big chip suppliers. Huawei CEO and founder Ren Zhengfei noted that trade restrictions may compromise the firm's output in the short term. Total revenues are expected to dip $30 billion below estimates over the next two years, and overseas smartphone shipments face a 40% plunge. Ren, however, is bullish that the firm's sales would bounce back after a temporary period of adjustment while it works toward self-dependence by developing its own OS chips and other core technologies. To hear everything you need to know about the week's top stories in tech from the people who wrote them, check out the TechCrunch podcast, hosted by me, TechCrunch Managing Editor Daryl Etherington. Each week we go in-depth on two or three of the week's top stories from in and around the startup ecosystem, and I'll be joined by the TechCrunch experts who covered them. They tell us why the news is so important and what they think matters most to you, our listeners, whether you're just interested in tech or that's where you make your living. New episodes drop every Saturday morning, so be sure to subscribe to the TechCrunch podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.